Hello, this is The Voice in the Darkness, and I'm your host, Gwendolyn Forte. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Whether you are at home or at work or in your car, maybe you're outdoors or maybe you're at the gym or in a hospital room. Wherever you are, I am so glad that you tuned in today. The purpose of A Voice in the Darkness is to encourage, to uplift, and to enlighten. So many people today are walking through challenging times or difficult transitions. And let me tell you, it can be overwhelming. And if that's you, I want to encourage you today not to give up, not to give in, and not to throw in the towel. I was walking through many situations in my life and God used people to speak an encouraging word to me. And because of it, I I was able to turn around have a change in my perspective and I was able to keep moving and you might ask Gwendolyn why are you so confident I'm confident because I can see the change in my life and if God can do it for me he can do it for you so I want to encourage you today please listen do not stop do not quit you are an overcomer you got this and you will make it If you make a decision today that you will not stop, you will not give in, and you will not turn in the towel before it's time. My goodness, I'm super excited on today. Today is January 19th, okay? And as you know, for those of you who are joining me for the first time, maybe you're joining me for the first time or you you are revisiting or or visiting maybe a second or a third time or you're a regular subscriber, whoever you are, I'm super excited. Today is January 19th, 2024, and I get the opportunity to just share with you and give you an encouraging word on today. But today is a special treat, okay? Today is a special treat. I have a special guest on today, and we're going to dive right in because today's topic is obeying the voice of God, obeying the voice of God. And for many of you out there, you, you have been on your journey. You've been doing the best you can. And some of you have been trying to navigate to try to figure out, man, is this God's voice I'm hearing? Is it just me? I believe you know when it's God because it's that thing is unrelenting, right? It's unrelenting. It gnaws. It's like, oh, you feel it deep in the pit of your stomach that you need to do what he's telling you to do. And I want this uh, um, um, episode today and that this interview on today would encourage you to get into some movement, get into momentum, obey the voice of God. So today, my very special guest is John. John C. Forte. <laughs> John C. Forte. And I want to just tell you a little bit about who this amazing person is on today that I'm interviewing. Chauncey Forte is a husband. He's a father. He's a pastor. He's a certified professional coach. He's an entrepreneur. He's a doctoral candidate in in the doctoral program um, at Regent University. He's an adjunct professor. Now, I can stop right there because this man is wearing a lot of hats. So who could this man be? Who could this man be? It's not my brother. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's not my father. This man is my husband, Chauncey Forte, who I get the privilege and honor of interviewing on today. Why don't you just greet the people on today? Well, hello, everyone. I am honored to be here today as Gwendolyn's first guest on A Voice Woo-hoo! in the Darkness podcast. And I'm just excited as to what is all going to be brought out and what the Lord is going to say to us on today. So thank you for having me. All right, all right, all right. All the guests is clapping. Thank you, guests. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yes, I have a couple of questions, and we're going to dive right on in on today because I really want us to listen in. And many of you, you could be driving in your car right now. Tune in, tune in. Today's episode is entitled Obeying the Voice of God. And I'm going to ask some key questions just so we can pick his brain to help us today to obey God's voice wherever you are in your journey obey his voice okay so I just really you know um you're my husband I've seen your journey I've seen your life I see you know how you have navigated through some tough places um you know in your journey but I want to ask you specifically because of course you are a pastor and that's I'm going to I'm going to really fine tune that and really dive into that area. We can really hit several areas in your life, several different challenges, but I think I want to uh, focus right now that you're a senior leader, okay. a, a co-founder of Kingdom Church, okay? Yeah. So, how did you really get started into full-time ministry if you could give us a little bit? Okay, quickly. Um first and foremost, um, I got saved at the age of 12 from a, a family, a nuclear family that did not go to church, but God just sovereignly uh, saw fit by his grace and mercy to save me. And I was radically saved at that time. So as I went on in my teenage years, you know, I just really loved God. And I really believe that my love for God is what kind of has is been the foundation for my life and my ministry. Um, at an early age, I, I just knew that I wasn't going to be just a regular Christian. I knew that that ministry was part of my call. I did not know it was going to be full-time church ministry. I was thinking I would be in some type of business and on the side, I would do uh, ministry here and there, travel a little here. And so those are my thoughts. But I mean, you know that God, we have our plans, but God has his plan. So at any one of those uh, intersections, I had to lay my plan down at the foot of the cross and pick up hit the Lord's plan. So uh, making a long story short, it wasn't really until uh, moving here to Oklahoma and attending Oral Roberts University, uh, probably within uh, my second year being here, I really felt that God had called me, uh, not really in the business arena, because I came here as an accounting major and graduated with a finance degree, but never really went into that particular field because right after graduating, the Lord led me to uh, seminary where I was studying uh, just to be a minister. Now, what capacity of ministry? I really did not know. 
but God did, but I didn't know. So I was just really obeying the Lord every single step of the way. And I honestly would say that those steps of obedience ran me right into the center of God's will. So after graduating in 1998 at the church that we were serving at, they we were in our own plans. We were going to go back to Chicago and try to implement a lot of the things that we had learned here in Oklahoma, but that wasn't God's will. So uh, our church created a, 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 um, a position for us, which, you know, we prayed about and we felt like God said for us to take it, for us to stay. And I would say that's where it all began. Wow. So the summer of 1998 is kind of where it all began. And that journey of full-time ministry has been my path ever since. Okay, so you said a mouthful and listen to me. That is really key. And I want you guys to hear me. He said a lot. And I, you know, just really, how did he get started? And it all started from, he said that starting at the age of 12, he knew, he knew that there was something in your heart that felt you were to serve God in a deeper capacity besides just going to church. Am, am I, is that right? That is correct, yeah. Yeah, and so with that being the case, you did you have dreams did you did you ever have a dream that oh i'm gonna be a pastor absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) like i said before i knew some form of ministry but honestly i did not think pastoring or being over a church whatsoever Uh, when we came here to oral roberts university there was a a good friend of ours that was speaking well every time he would see us he would say hello pastor hello first lady and immediately our immediate response would be in love to rebuke him and to reject those words honestly because we really didn't feel that we didn't sense that and we didn't see that at all but we didn't know that that particular friend was being used by god to plant prophetic seeds and years later down the road we would actually step into those particular functions so okay so listen i can attest to that and say amen we were both (laughs) rejecting that oh yes we we heard it several times at our tenure in college um that we would be called to be uh pastors and we just we really didn't see it and and you know hearing him say talk today just reiterating you know that this is not anything he didn't have any dreams or visions or any inclination i didn't come from a ministry family so it was wasn't like it was in my bloodline that I knew about or any of those types of things. But, you know, our ways are our ways, but God's ways is what's key. Okay, so with that being the case, you were hearing so many times because I was there when you were hearing these words. You were hearing so many times that, hey, they were calling you pastor they were calling you all of these names that you would start a work that you would be over at church why would tell me why were you apprehensive why 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 weren't you like yeah that's for me tell me why were you apprehensive i would say first i was a bit apprehensive because i really honestly did not receive that from the lord myself so because of that it was like, okay, thank you guys. I, I respect you as a minister. I, perfect, I respect you as a prophetic uh, person. But no, you know, honestly, 
So that was really my, my response was like, no, but just after a while and just, you know, allowing the Lord to really deal with my heart. I think another thing, too, was being in ministry and around ministry kind of gave me an eye opening uh, view into Maybe some good aspects, but a lot of bad aspects, <laughs> if I could be honest. And I really, I, keyword, I really did not want that. I did not want a lot of the warfare that I saw. I did not want all, a lot of the attacks that I saw. So, you know, being in the midst of it and getting my hands dirty in ministry, so to speak, after a while, that was the glorious outlookings of it of ministry I didn't have that anymore because I got I got, I got to see the day-to-day the hard work the labor the labor okay. with people and then them turning around and doing the opposite of the counsel that you're giving them and it just was a lot and it really kind of turned me off so for me that was like my confirmation you know hey this is not for me I'm just being obedient to God and Amen, amen, and amen. So you you're saying you were apprehensive prior you you were apprehensive prior to even going into full time ministry, and being in full time ministry confirmed it. Yes, being uh, on staff and watching and experiencing experiencing things firsthand kind of turned me off. So why were you turned off before you even experienced that? Why were you turned off before you even, why did you, why were you apprehensive or didn't feel like when you, you weren't in ministry, you were in college and people were telling you, oh, you're a pastor and you were, you were apprehensive, but yet you weren't in full-time ministry at the time. Because like I said, I, I, the Lord never told me that. (laughs) So I, I'm the one, I'm not just going to take somebody's word, (laughs) good, bad, or ugly. I never felt that. So I honestly rejected it because not that I knew, ooh, it's horrible and it's a bad thing because we always just want to be obedient to God, but I never felt that. So because I never felt that, I was like, thank you, but no thank you. Okay, so for your first apprehension was just because you never heard that from the voice. I never felt that, and it wasn't really that wasn't a desire that I had. I, I I wanted to be used by God, but like being mm-hmm. a pastor over a church was nothing that I had really desired. Okay. That's so clear for the listeners. Um, if you're out there today and maybe you just didn't hear God tell you to do something, that was the case here. He didn't feel like this is what God told him, yet he was hearing all these different words about being a pastor and, you know, he didn't receive it. And then all of a sudden it shifted. He's now in full-time ministry in 1998. And when, when you're in ministry and when you are doing the day to day and you're working with people, it's a different, it's a different life. It's not school. It's not where you're studying books and the Greek and the hermeneutics and pneumatology and the whole study of the Holy ghost, the theory of ministry. We're dealing with the theory of ministry in school, but when you actually step into full-time church ministry dealing with people, it's an entirely different ball game. It's an entirely different ball game. That was so good. And so, 
many of you could be apprehensive and that's, you know, you have to look at that. You have to see why, why were you apprehensive? But at the end of the day, I want to say something turned in you and you obey God. Why? I would say um, the scripture that comes to mind is first Samuel chapter 15, verse 22, which says that obedience is better than sacrifice. Yes. I would say yes. at the yes. end of the day, wow. and it took, it took I several it. years. So we started in full-time ministry, mm. not as pastors, but just as a, a, they made up a, a title for me. A pastoral administrative aid was my mm -hmm. official title. And then it just progressed and moved on from there. But I would say um, my desire to be obedient to God is what opened the doors for me. And it wasn't really until... To, uh, 2016 that I fully uh, yielded to God's call on my life to be a senior leader over a church mm. or a senior pastor over a church. So that is between uh, 1998 and 2016. So what were you doing between that time from 1998 to 2016? What, what exactly were you doing in the church? What were you? I would serve it in, in different capacities, but serving as an assistant pastor. Mm -hmm. So, But I wasn't set over the church, but I was assisting in a plethora of roles. And then as an executive elder, which was pretty similar, mm -hmm. different terminology, but pretty similar function. So I was and I was very, very, very content with being in that role as a second man, I was never desiring at that point to be a first man, to be the set leader. I was definitely comfortable, probably more comfortable being in that supportive role. Okay. And I was very content. And I know you were content. I witnessed it. So then yes. something shifted. This And I, I know this because something shifted for you. I know that the, the question came from our senior leader um, for you to take over the church. Yes. So actually, for about two years, our senior pastor came to Gwendolyn and myself because she was feeling a shift in what God was calling her to do. And she presented to us on several occasions, would you all pray about taking over the church? And we, was, we said, yes, we would pray. And each of those times we prayed and what we felt was no. And we, we kindly and politely told her no. Lord, but but at one point, things really began to dry up in our lives and we needed some answers. Mm -hmm. So we flew yeah. in our, our spiritual mother, our mentor from Chicago to come here. She was here a couple of days, was praying and fasting with us. And the Lord used her to bring out of us some fears, appre apprehensions about ministry. And at the end of the day, the Lord was saying to us that we needed to obey him. And, and he revealed his, we needed to repent. We needed to obey him. And he was revealing to us that yes, indeed, it was his will for us to take over the leadership of the church. Wow. 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 So in doing that, what, what are some of the benefits? If I could really go there and ask you, since you obeyed, what 
are the benefits of this level of obedience that you, you said yes. I mean, you know, I said yes too, but you said yes. You fasted, you prayed, you heard from God, you said yes. God, I'm going to obey you was your heart and that that vocally came out of your mouth. God, I'm going to obey you. So now what are the benefits of this place of obedience that you've been in from 2016 and here we are in 2024? What are the benefits that you've experienced? I would say probably one of the the biggest benefits is a mantle of peace mm, that came <laughs> over us once we fully decided, excuse me, to submit to God's will and say yes. I believe from that point on and even to this day, there's been a mantle of peace as opposed to any... Um, uh, com- conflicting emotions and confusion that can swirl around a person. No matter what has been happening in our lives, the good, the bad, and the ugly, there's been a mantle of peace. Mm. And I believe that mantle of peace, that shalom, comes from us being in alignment with the will of God, being in the center of God's will. Come hell or high water, mm. we knew and know that we are in the center of My God's God. will. We are doing what God has purpose in his heart, what we have been anointed and appointed to do. So I would say that's the biggest thing that we're living out even today is a mantle of peace. Wow. And I'm going to diddle that, Lord Jesus. We thank you for peace. And if you're listening to me today, I know that you want to have the peace of God, especially if you're navigating through obeying his voice, trying to hear his voice, where you are experiencing apprehension like Chauncey was experiencing apprehension. He was experiencing this. Well, God, I'm not even sure you actually said this. so I'm not going to move forward in something that someone is telling me, but yet I haven't heard you myself. Maybe you're in that position. So right now, I'm going to just say, in closing this time, is there any advice that you can give? I have listeners all over in different countries who tune in to a voice in the darkness who this episode can really bless somebody right now. Is there any advice you can give our listeners who's struggling or they're teeter-tottering on obeying the voice of God? Well, what advice can you give someone who's in this place? Because you were in this place. And listen, in 2016, you made that choice. What advice could you give our listeners? Um, one of the things that I would say is to seek God's direction. And as you seek God's direction, have the faith and the confidence that he is going to speak and he is going to reveal his will to you. Uh, the scripture says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. Another scripture in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 tells us to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and lean not into our own understanding. But in all of our ways, as we acknowledge him, yes. he will direct our path. And that is our testimony. We chose as an act of our will to acknowledge God in everything that we're doing. And as a result, he has been directing our steps and our path. Now, does that mean that everything has gone peachy, no, wonderful, without any bumps <laughs> no, in the no, road, no, without not. any resistance, <laughs> without any warfare? Absolutely not. But still, like mm-hmm. I just said, regardless of what was going on around us, 
we've been able to maintain that mantle of peace because mm. we were mm. in the center of God's will, doing what mm. we know God is wanting us to do at this point in our lives. Wow. What excellent advice. Listen, he said, seek first, right? The kingdom of God. No, no, no. You didn't say that. You said ask. Matthew 7, 7. Mm. He said, ask. But that's another good one. Right? Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. He also exhorted us from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that we would trust in the Lord with all our heart. Lean not to our own understanding in all our ways. Yes, acknowledge (laughs) him and he would direct our path. And I'm going to go ahead and say that Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all those other things will be added. But I want to leave you with two scriptures today as we close out. And that's going to be in John 14 and 15 okay you know john is one of my isaiah john and proverbs are my top three but i'm gonna give you a scripture in john 14 15 and it says if you love me obey my commandments and this is jesus talking he said if you love me and a way that we show him that we love him is when we obey so when you have it in your heart and you know that father is telling you something i want you to take that step of obedience just like chauncey took that step of obedience and then Another scripture I want to leave with you is Deuteronomy 5 and 33. Deuteronomy 5 and 33. And this is in the NIV. It says, walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. There's so many things that God has called you to possess for you to come into your inheritance that you're going to see some blessings like you've never seen before as you take, listen, some steps of obedience. This is a great time for you. This is a great season for you. This is a time that as you obey the father's voice things are going to open up it's going to get better and like chauncey said he experienced peace i believe that you're going to experience peace like you've never done before like you've never experienced before Thank you. Thank you so much to all of you who are joining me, who tuned in on today. I'm going to ask you if you can please rate this podcast, if you can share it, subscribe, comment, like, like it, like it. You can actually find me on every major platform, Spotify, Amazon Audible, iHeartRadio, Apple, Google, YouTube, CastBox. And if you would love to write me a review on Apple, I would love to hear your comments. And if you can leave a a five-star rating, that would be wonderful. Because someone else may look at this and say, hey, I want to be encouraged. I want to be encouraged. So thank you so much for tuning in. And I want to thank my special guest, Chauncey. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be your very first guest. 2024. Yes, there's more to come. Listen, I am so grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Gwendolyn Forte with a voice in the darkness signing off.